0: Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 117 of the So Free Art podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things and this is an about the things episode which means we can talk about anything and what we're going to talk about today is lucid dreaming so a couple of little lucid dreams from the last month some of my little experiences the first one, the first one was from three weeks ago I think I've already recorded the audio for that there was no video for it, but if you go on if you watch this podcast on youtube at youtube.com dot slash sophie Lawson what i do is when when we go into the first lucid dream which is about sub- it's about subconscious, what I do is Because yesterday I went down the park and I recorded some footage of little squirrels These little squirrels eating <laughs> eating biscuits and stuff it was cool, so I put that on and i'll put the dream on top of it you can watch these little squirrels as i'm talking what else is there i think that's it really at the end i'll come back and talk about another little dream from last night which is very weird because ever since this lucid dream that we're going to talk about in a minute ever since that lucid dream my lucid dreams this month have been really strange they've been a lot lot different so i think let's just get into it (laughs) little dennis he's You can't wait. So, what I'm going to do now is play that first little dream, which I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it a Uda subconscious. So today is the 4th of June, 2020, and last night I had a very, very powerful dream, lucid dream. It was a series of lucid dreams that lasted about. It felt like they lasted about 30 minutes, and it was about five different dreams. That were all they they were all separate, but they they felt like they were all overlapping each other at the same time it's very strange, but what was happening was things from one of the dreams was playing into one of the other dreams so i've got loads of notes in my little dream diary, and it also had a load of false awakenings as well so. I think my, the most intense lucid dream I've ever had is still the one with the black hole where I got, I got sucked into a black hole. That was a very intense dream. But I feel like this dream last night was actually the most powerful dream I've ever had. So what happened was, it's, it all started... Well, I would say the, the best way to, to... For me, I think you are guaranteed a lucid dream... If you wake up in the middle of the night, for me I have to stay awake for about 30 minutes to an hour. I normally have a bowl of cereal, do some writing and a little drawing and then go back to bed. And what I've found is if you do that, I would say 99% of the time I have a lucid dream or some sort of out-of-body sensations and stuff. So I, I feel like that is really, a really a really fun, yeah, it is fun, actually. (laughs) Because the thing is, when you go back to bed, you're going back to bed excited because you sort of think, you know you're going to have a lucid dream. I think what happens is your mind, you're waking your mind up, but you're waking your mind up, but your body's still asleep. So I think that's what's happening. But what happened was I had this really weird dream where I was walking down this motorway. It was pitch black, it was the middle of the night. You, all you had was the moonlight, and there was no cars, people, anything on this motorway. I was just walking on my own, and this bicycle, this motorbike, came from the other direction, and it had its light, its headlight, was shining, and I looked at it. I asked, "It was because it, it was on its own." It was, it made me look, but what it did was there was a little bloke on a little push bike. He was also going in the other di- in the other direction. But the same direction as this motorbike. And what happened was this little motorbike with its light, it went right up behind this little push bike, and sat there. And it felt like, well, during the dream, I looked, I looked at it, and I thought, that is really weird. Why is it doing that? And it wasn't until later on, when I wrote about it in my dream diary, I realised that what that bloke was doing on the motorbike was he was trying to intimidate the bloke on the little push bike. And this, the word intimidation, is very important for the rest of these lucid dreams. So it felt to me like that, uh, that original dream, which is the first dream I remember having after going back to bed. That it had that. It's almost as if that word intimidation. It was setting me up for the rest of the dreams, and I feel like if I hadn't have had that dream with the motorbike, which made no sense at, at the time. I don't think I would have been able to work out what the later dreams were going on about, so it it really felt like all these dreams were just playing into each other. It was very strange. So what happened was I had this these lucid dreams. When I woke up, I was so I needed to get this stuff wrote wrote down in my diary because I knew it was really super important. But what happened was as I was trying to wake up, I ended up in a string of false awakenings again. And it's super powerful what happened during this false awakening so but I'll start with the actual dreams, so what happened was there was well, there was about three different dreams, two or three dreams, where there was a very aggressive bloke, yeah, a very aggressive bloke, and only now that I wrote about it i I associate that this bloke with the word intimidation. I felt very intimidated by this bloke, and in the first dream that I remember, this, there was this bloke there who he had this energy of intimidation. So I actually turned away and went off in a, a different direction. And then I remember having another lucid dream where the, there was a different bloke. This bloke was like a big bodybuilder, almost like an Arnold Sports nigger, and he was shouting abuse at somebody, but I couldn't. All I could see was him. Because he was sort of like the, he was just around the corner of a house, and he was shouting at somebody who was behind the house. But I could see this bloke, and I looked at him, and I thought, I am not going anywhere near him. Because I was really scared of him, so I turned, I turned away to walk away. And then one of my little mantras, and my affirmations is, I go towards the energy, which is actually my dream goal. So before I go to bed, in my dream diary, I write what my goal is and my goal for the last few days has been i will go towards the energy which is something that lucid dreaming expert robert wagner said he said go towards the energy not just in the dreams but in the waking state as well so it's something i've started doing in my waking state if i've if i felt scared of something i've i've been able to sort of intercept that fear and say no i'm gonna i have to go towards the energy here so I start going towards it. So in this dream, as I was walking away, something said, "Go towards the energy." The alarm's going off because it's my dinner time. He, <laughs> but I, I really want to get this lucid dream right talked about. So I turned away. I turned around and went, started walking towards this bloke, but he was no longer there. And what had happened was, I had to walk to, to the corner of the house. I could still hear him shouting abuse. So I had to walk to the corner of the house and go round the corner, which is a bit creepy because you're not sure what's around the corner. So I went round the corner. I could still hear him, but I couldn't see anything. I had to go round another corner. And then what happened was I saw him, but he had sort of turned into he was still a big bloke, but he had turned into like a sort of you know, those like fat Buddhas you see, the little ornaments of like the fat Buddhas. He had turned into like a fat Buddha. He was sat on a doorstep, and he was he was still shouting. But as I got closer to him, he now he, he he was no longer aggressive. He looked very friendly actually. And he was he was his mouth was like moving, and words were coming out. But I couldn't understand what he was saying. It was like he was talking a different, a completely different language that wasn't even. It wasn't even like a human language. It was very strange. And I was, I was looking and saying, I, I don't know what you're saying. I, I really don't know what you're saying. But what happened was I ended up shaking his hand. It's as if we made a connection. So it, it was as if, even though I didn't know what he was saying, I sort of knew what he was saying. And we shook hands. And then what happened was, loads of these blokes started showing up. And they all these, these, bloke, these blokes all looked they it it was like a modern setting so it looked like a modern setting but they were wearing these very strange outfits so imagine imagine you got a sheet of carpet a piece of carpet that was say i would say maybe say 10 foot and you put a hole in the middle of it for your head and then you you put this you put your head through the hole and you had this little carpet so it looked like these people were wearing like a slice of a carpet they looked, it looked very much like strange sort of outfits that tribes, ancient tribes would have wore or something, but the setting was very modern, and there was like some sort of churches in the background or something, and, but all these people were talking the same language as this Buddha bloke, so I couldn't understand them, and I said, why, why are you, what's going on here, why are you wearing these outfits and stuff, I couldn't understand any of them until one of them I found one of them that I could communicate with and he started walking off and I said I said, What are you why are you wearing these things? And he said something like it's it's to do with a religion or something. And then I said, Yeah, but why are you wearing the clothes? And he said, Ah, oh, it's the trends. <laughs> it was so funny the way he said it and this is something I've noticed. Some of these he to me, this guy, he felt like one of these conscious people you get in your dreams who are consciously aware separate from you. That's what it felt like. And what I've noticed is a lot of these a lot of these dream figures, they have a very funny sense of humor and like a fun funny aura about them. So I I just started laughing in the dream, thinking it's trends. It's it's almost like he was saying it's almost like he was saying, Oh we're only wearing these because it's like the fashion but it seemed very important as well. It, it, I'll tell you what it felt like. It felt like a bit as if he was dressed up in that thing, pretending to be something. Yeah, it felt like he was pretending to be one of those people wearing the outfits. So that's. it's very interesting, though. But to me, he felt a little bit like some sort of like a... as if he was there for me to communicate with me. So he, he, he went off into this little, like a... A little like a what do you call it what are they called ah it's like a park yeah you went into like a, a little park and I, I started to follow him and I just had this feeling that I didn't need to follow him as if I'd got everything I needed out of him and then this dream it kept popping from different locations the next thing that happens is I find myself in like a a forest a little path in the forest it's Darkness again, and I can hear somebody talking, and then all of a sudden, all this whispering starts happening. So I look up into the sky, I'm trying to find the location of these voices. But the sky, it was magical. This place was very, yeah, it was very magical. And I was sort of fascinated by the sky with the stars and stuff. But what started happening was all these voices started talking at the same time, whispering. And they were all overlapping each other. So I was trying to focus on what somebody was saying. But you couldn't because you kept hearing all these different voices. But what happened was you got, you, got a little, you got a few words of one of the voices. And then you'd hear something else. And you'd get sort of distracted by that one. So it was very hard to focus on these voices. But I remember some, one of the voices saying you need to remember another voice saying something about a tv program and another voice said the imp- the reason dreams are important is because and then like you're trying to hear this stuff because it, it it's again one of those things where it felt really important what these were saying but i i heard i heard i hear it say the reason dreams are important is because and then just as you're about to get the information another voice sort of overlaps and you can't hear it was a little bit frustrating that because i was I was trying to focus on the voices. I then momentarily became aware that I was dreaming, and that I, was, I could have woken up. So I had to sort of keep myself in the dream and not wake myself up. So there was a there was this balance point between listening to the dreams, listening to the voices, but sort of not waking up. It was it was very yeah. There was, it was like a sort of a very like walking along a little tightrope, that bit. And then it goes from that forest scene into like a water slide. And I'm now in a third-person view, looking at this water slide. All these people on these little rubber dinghies going down this, these rubber rings, going down the water slide. And there's one little human, which is a tiny human, compared with the other ones on the rings. And this little one is in the water. It hasn't got any rubber rings and it's actually, it's in the water and it's going down the water. And I could tell that this thing was in danger. The little the little person was in danger. But the weird thing is, I was the little person. But I was also looking at the scene from third person. So I was, I, it was like I was both of them at the same time. And then there's this little girl in the rubber ring. And she looked down and she said, oh look mummy, there's somebody in the water. So she knew... This little girl knew that there was somebody in the water. So that, that was quite weird. But what, what was weird was. The, it's as if the the slide. The water slide. Was expecting people to be in, in the water. Not inside of the rings. Because there were little holes in in the structure of the water slide. To help the little people get through. <laughs> it's quite weird that. That was weird. But then I woke up. And I thought this is very important stuff I've been hearing. I've got here, especially that like fat, the fat Buddha blokes and stuff. So I, I woke myself up, and I was writing. I thought I thought I got to get this written down in my dream diary. So I, I pick up my pen and start writing, but what happens is I can't. The pen's not working. I'm getting really frustrated because I think if if I don't get this wrote down quickly, I'm going to forget. But then what happened was I realised. What happens is, if the pen doesn't work, pens don't seem to work properly in dreams. So I suddenly thought, ah, I bet I'm still dreaming. So I turned to the light switch, touched the light switch, which is one of my reality checks, and the light switch didn't work, so I I knew I was dreaming. So I woke myself up again, I got another pen, started writing again, I was still dreaming again. But but this time, I, I didn't realize I was still dreaming because the pen was sort of working it wasn't working but it it kind of was a little bit weird and then th- this little boy comes and sits next to my bed this little boy who is actually Jamie who is a he's a boy from my childhood when i was 13 my dad had a girlfriend he actually got married and i had like a little stepbrother called Jamie so this little Jamie come next to me and he said oh he wanted me to play with him I said oh you've got to wait I've got to write this dream down and then I suddenly thought hang on a minute this you I must still be dreaming because he's he's from my childhood so I grabbed hold of him because he tried to run off I grabbed hold of him and I said I looked him straight in the eyes and I said who are you and I wasn't saying who are you I said I said who are you he looked at me I said not who are you but who are you and what I meant was not who are you, because I knew it was Jamie. I meant who are you really, because I knew it wasn't Jamie. So I knew it was somebody pretending to be Jamie. So then I said to him, I said, are you my subconscious? And he looked at me, it starts to get a bit weird now. He he looked at me and he started, he went, he, st- he sort of started laughing and he went a bit evil. He sort of went, he, he, he sort of went like, he <laughs> like he went ha, ha. Of course I'm your subconscious. Who who else could I be? And then what he starts doing is Well the thing is, I started thinking to myself, in the dream I thought, is he really my subconscious or is he only saying that because I've said are you my subconscious? So I was still I was still questioning who are you? But he started pulling off his face. So I'm grabbing hold of him, he's trying to get away. He started pulling off his face, and he, underneath was like a, basically like a demon. And I was a little bit scared, but I wasn't scared, and I was just holding on to him. And I said, as when he realised that I wasn't scared, because what I did initially I looked away from him because I thought this is quite scary. But I looked back at him, and I was just I was determined to find out who he was. And when he realised that I I wasn't scared, he started saying lots of lies. Like he started saying. What was he said? He said something really important. He said like you're getting, you're getting too good or something. It, it was almost as if he he's starting to realise that he can't win. And that sounds a bit. That sounds a little bit. I don't I don't like saying that because it sounds a bit like there's some sort of fight going on. But again, inside the dream, I started thinking, oh, no, am I am I becoming? I started feeling a little bit guilty. He was trying to make me feel guilty. But then I, I thought to myself, no, I'm not doing anything wrong here. All I want to know is who are you? I just want, I want the truth. Who are you? And then again, it it went on for for about a minute, I think. And he ju- he was just, I can't remember what else he was saying, but he was saying lots of things, trying to make me feel bad. But all I did was I stayed with him, and I just, I was determined. Who are you? And, but then I woke up. Now the thing is, I woke up again started writing and I was still in another false awakening until finally I woke up and I said, right, am I actually awake now? So I, I lied in bed for five five to ten seconds and I just I said, am I actually awake? Hit the light switch, I was awake. I can turn the light on without moving because all I need is my hand. So I stayed there for about another five, ten seconds, replaying all of the dreams in my head so that when I moved to get my pen... Because they say if you if you move, you're more likely to forget your dreams, so what you want to do is before you do anything, you want to stay still and remember the dreams, and then when you write when you move and write them in your dream diary, you're gonna remember them more likely <laughs> so and then all I did was I just started writing and I just I've wrote so much here, but what happened was I realized that that little bloke on his bike that was intimidating the bloke on the push bike, it was what the bloke was. So that big bloke that was there in the the first one, he was intimidating me. And then I've started thinking, am I actually intimidated by males, which could link into my dad? Because I always found my dad quite intimidating. I've always found males quite intimidating. I wonder if it's something to do with being transgender, some sort of strange thing there. And then I've got the subconscious, which is manifesting itself as a little boy. And I wondered to myself, was he? T- did he show up as Jamie because he, he was trying to distract me? Because if I hadn't been fully aware in that moment, what could have happened is I could have gone off to, with Jamie and started playing. And I would have gone into a regular dream and I would have actually have, say, half an hour later, woken her up. And I would have maybe have even forgotten that I'd had a lucid dream. So I wondered whether the subconscious was trying to... It was trying to... As I was waking up, it was trying to stop me from waking up so that I would forget So I'd forget these dreams. Because part of me thinks it doesn't want me to work out what's going on inside of myself, I suppose. But I've put it here... Here. <laughs> Uh I put here the big bastard bloke was shouting abuse at someone so I felt intimidated. I first ran off uh I've I've drawn little pictures as well. because I've drawn those little people wearing their outfits. Cause that was the only way I could quickly get the information down was to do little little sketches. But ah uh, this was amazing. So what I feel like is I'm actually starting to face the subconscious. Whatever it is, and it's it's something to do with I think my childhood, males, intimidation, and stuff stuff like that. But it's I'm I love I woke up so powerful from this, and once I would finished writing, I just kept saying thank you, because I was so grateful that I didn't forget this this dream. It's amazing, is, and what I love is, I loved how it it was bouncing around from from the different dreams so all these dreams were separate but they were somehow all connected it was really weird I've put in my dream diary multi-layered dreams but but this was definitely one of the most powerful dreams I've ever had because I I feel like something has actually changed inside and also the strange thing is this little character that was Jamie which is the subconscious. I am well. I think that was a shapeshifter. I I have a feeling that was appearing as a dragon, like about a year ago. It kept appearing as a dragon to scare me. I think it was also the energy that was appearing as this entity that I was talking about a few months ago. And what I'm noticing is the reason I can tell is it's because of the energy. It's it's even though it's it's a, appearing as different forms and different people. It's actually got an energy about it so what you can do is if you' if you're if you're really paying attention you can actually feel that energy and you can tell that it's you can tell it's that you can tell that it's that energy so what I'm saying is I feel like this is the first time I've, I've ever been with that energy in a, in, a, in a dream and actually not run, run away from it so I'm actually facing it and what I liked was... When I started facing it, it started... First, it tried to scare me visually, which didn't work. And then it tried to sort of guilt... It, start, it tried to, I suppose, scare me with, with mental thoughts and stuff, which it, that didn't work either. So, so oh, I can't wait now. I, I'm so interested to see what's going to happen now. It's, it's, to me, it feels like dreams... To me, it feels like dreams are... There's something going on in dreams which is way more important than we can ever imagine. I really do. So, but that's basically that. I, I'm going to have to go and eat my dinner now, but I just wanted to write... I just wanted to get this, the thoughts out now because it's the day after, and I know what it's like. A, a week or so later, it'll be a lot harder to f- remember because even now, it's only been, let's say, maybe... F- 10 hours since i had the dreams and i'm i've still sort of f- forgotten a lot of it because i know when i was walking down that little forest there was so much more going on there and again with the bloke the fat bloke there was about 5 or 10 minutes there and i've i've forgotten some of it which is quite upsetting but i think if i go through my dream diary and if i read it i'll probably start remembering lots more But what I like about the dream diary is you think you've not remembered much. You just start writing about something and all of a sudden it's like all the dreams start to come back into your memory. But they come into your memory in reverse. So as you're writing, you'll, you'll remember the last dream you had, the last bit of the dream. But as you start writing that, it triggers a memory of what went before it. And then before you know it, you're remembering a dream or bits from the dream. From like an hour ago. It's quite weird that. It's like it's working in reverse. So that's, that's amazing. And there is something else as well. Is A lot of my dreams over the last year. Have had very intimidating males in them. And like yeah, a lot of them. I've been in, in public toilets. Completely exposed on the toilets. And these very like blokey bloke males have come in so i'm starting to this this is why i think this dream is so powerful it's it's starting to feel like a lot of dreams i've had over the past year which haven't really made sense they're starting it feels as if things are starting to unravel so i'm starting to realize that there's some sort of there's some sort of what would i call it suppressed feeling or something inside of me about males yeah there's something going on there and it's linked to the subconscious and again when i was walking down that forest path with all the voices i almost could imagine that as me walking through into the depths of my subconscious and all these voices are actually like memories it's as if i was walking through memories and it's saying like you you've got to remember and stuff like that and it's saying dreams are important as if the way you're going to remember it is via your dreams, but there is there's something there that i that's in my memory, but I can't remember it, and I think this little this little energy, which is the subconscious, it's the key, and so what you've got to do is like Robert Wagner says, go towards the energy because when I was face to face with that that little creature by the side of my bed, the little demon thing it would have been very easy to either have let go of him and or run away or something but sat with it and what you started to realize was it started running out of options really because it was trying to scare me and it was try it, it when it realized it couldn't it started running out of options so at some point i think you're going to actually just be able to sit down with this energy and have a face to face conversation with it i think like, and what would be amazing is if, if in the future I could be sitting at a table in a dream, face to face with, like, a demon, and actually shake hands with it. That would be nice. Shake hand with your deepest fears. That would be amazing. Ding! Little Dennis. That was that. Hey, no, it's not finished yet, silly. He's getting a bit premature or something. This isn't the end of it, that's the end of the first one. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to quickly talk about this little lucid dream from last night. But what's happened is, ever since that dream, I feel like maybe I've got scared or something because I keep becoming lucid in my dreams. And what happened is I'll become lucid, but instead of going into a lucid dream, I, I'm just falling straight into another, into another dream. It's almost as if, a part of me doesn't want to become lucid anymore really weird I've had about three lucid dreams where that didn't happen but again one of them was about five or ten seconds the other one is another little one like about ten seconds the one last night it was sort of lucid but not not a hundred percent so ever since that dream with the subconscious it's been my lucid dreams been a bit weird But the one last night, it's really weird. So I did the wake back to bed technique, which is what you do is you you wake up in the middle of the night. You stay awake for about 30 minutes or something. You go back to sleep and you just have, well, yeah, pretty much you're going to have a lucid dream, really. Or you're going to at least have dreams where you're a lot more vivid and aware of what's happening. So last night I had this. I went. I did the wake back to bed. I started getting the vibrations again. So and because so I always put my energy into my head, and that seems to allow me to. It, I could feel that I was about to go into an outer body again. But I'm really. I'm. There's some part of me that's scared. There's some part of me that's scared to let go. So the vibration started, and I said no. Like I. I almost heard myself, as if I was listening to myself. It, this part of me said no. I'm scared and then the vibrator it stopped and I come back but the thing was I come back but I was still dreaming <laughs> so I, I knew I was still dreaming but I'd also woken up so it's kind of like a false awakening but I stayed conscious through the whole the whole awakening bit which was a bit weird because I started saying I'm still asleep now I could try again but part of me said oh, I'm, I'm too scared and then I just drifted into a, a regular dream but the one, this one I wanted to talk about. Well, there was one last night. It was It was weird. I was being sick, and again, sort of aware that I'm dreaming, but not really lucid. I was being sick, and I was I could feel it as if it was real, but I knew I was dreaming. But I was being sick, and all all that was coming up was loaded like fat. It was like lard when you do cooking. People they used to use cooking. They used to use, lose. they used to use lard to do cooking and I was puking up all this lard it was horrible really weird dream that but later on because what I do is when I wake up I try to sort of analyse the dreams to work out what's going on and what I thought to myself is I thought is that part of me that's purging like negative, negative bits of me or something so that's what I thought that's the only thing I can think I don't really know why I would be having a dream like that when I'm being sick. Because it felt so real, that's the thing. It's a quite weird one. If you can hear noises outside, there's there's some builders doing something. (laughs) Sorry, but it's like that. (laughs) And that's the way it is. I like doing that. No. So the one I wanted to talk about was... Where is it? Yes. Ah, it was amazing. I was in this dream there was a there's well there was me a little child and there was two it, i feel like it was mum and dad but it was two older people we were doing something i can't remember what and then suddenly we went out and we had to climb this mountain we were in a shopping center but we had to climb this. there was a mountain in the shopping center we had to climb this mountain and there was four ropes coming down so we had to we had to climb walk up the the mountain it was really high dangerous there was no safety ropes or nothing so all you had was this rope you had to climb up this rope and everyone was well everyone was thinking this is a little bit scary the little boy who I'm thinking now is my inner child this is what I thought of after the little boy he just jumped onto the rope and started climbing the two older people were were saying no don't go yes it's too dangerous and scary and stuff almost as if they were trying to hold me back and I just, I just jumped onto my, because we had a rope each. I jumped onto my rope, because I was thinking I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this little boy, because I felt like if I don't go with this little boy right now, I'm gonna end up being stuck with these two at the bottom. <laughs> so I just, the little boy was just ahead of me, and we were both going at the same sort of speed, but we were climbing up this, up this rope together, and I was sort of racing this little boy. But what I thought after, because. As I was going up... I could still hear these two older people... Like saying... Oh, it's too scary... Dangerous... Come back... And stuff like that... But then when I woke up... I thought... "Is Was that... Was that mum and dad? And then I was thinking... Was that little boy... Was that my inner child? And I thought... Well he's... He was like fearless... So you had like... You had like... The mum and dad... Trying to... Stop you growing... Going up... The little boy... Fearless... He didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't scared that. He didn't even think that he could have fallen off, because it was very scary. That if he had fallen off, he would have died. I think. But he he just went for it, and I I sort of felt that energy, and and that's what pulled me up there. So afterwards, I thought, is this is this my little inner child? Yeah. Ah, oh, that was cool as well, because we made it to the top. Me and this little 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 child, we made it to the top, and our reward was a little tiny. Wooden triangle, and there was four little wooden triangles. The little inner child took one. I took one, and I I noticed that my one wasn't quite straight, because the the one little boy had it was straight, like perfectly smooth. Mine was a little bit, yeah, it was like a little bit beaten up. What I did was I picked up this little wooden triangle and I kissed it, and then because I thought um, these two older people which I think might be my mum and dad. I was thinking, oh, they're going to be coming up soon. So what I did was we, we climbed... There was like a little thing at the top. We had to climb over this thing. And then it, you felt a lot safer because you were no longer hanging off the rope. And then and then I woke up and I just thought that was amazing. So it was like... The, the reward was this little wooden triangle. I, again, I've got no idea why there were... Yeah, I've put it here. Older couple... Trying to slow me down, trying to slow me down, four of us mountain climbing, no safety line me 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 and a little boy went up first he <laughs> that was it it, it was cold though, so what I've noticed is something I've noticed a lot is I keep having dreams about my dad, I keep having dreams about a little child, and i've I've always thought that was Jamie Because in that tr- previous dream I said i said it was jamie this boy that i knew from my childhood it's it, like my step my stepbrother i'm starting thinking is that actually my was that actually me like my little inner child so is that is that little boy who i thought is jamie because i've seen him so many times in my dreams he's always he's always trying to do stuff and stuff <laughs> yeah but he, i almost i always ignore him which is a bit weird, and then I wake up and I always say, "Oh, is that little boy again?" But, because Robert Wagner, the lucid dreaming expert, he he once said, he once he once said, when you wake up and write in the dream diary, don't name things. So in other words, don't say. This, don't say like it was mum and dad. Say it was an old couple, because the thing is, because it's an older couple, your brain will say. Your brain will say it's your mum and dad, but it might not be. So, what I've done is I kept saying it's Jamie, but it might not be. So, what I've done is I've made it into Jamie when I've woken up. What I need to do is I need to become lucid with this little child, look him in his eyes, and and because ah, uh, I w- I wonder if I wonder if it, it looks like Jamie, but if I if I was to talk to him and say look it, I. I want to. I want to say to him, "Who are you?" It's what I said in the first dream. Who are you? If it's my subconscious, why would he be looking like Jamie, that little boy? I did think about that because I did think that, like little Jamie, me and little Jamie, we were so fun because we used to play video games and football. Yeah, we. Were just, it was a lot of fun. So I, I feel like maybe. This little Jamie was the last person I really felt really relaxed around and having fun with. So maybe that's why he keeps coming into my dreams. If it's Jamie, he, he keeps coming into my dreams, I think, to say, look, you, you've got to have fun or something. But if it's me, whatever whoever it is, I've got to listen to it. I've got to listen to this little child. So that's basically it, really. I, I just think it's amazing. Is there anything else here? Oh, I'll tell you something else as well. This is my little dream. I've got my little dream diary with me. And what you do is every night before you go to sleep, you write, you write little dream goals and stuff. And when you wake up, you write down your dreams. The last two nights, the last two nights before last night, I've only been having about six hours sleep because I was out taking photos. And I haven't had any... I didn't remember any dreams so it just shows you the importance of getting enough sleep, because if you want to remember your dreams, you've got to be in the dream realm a lot, a lot longer than six hours isn't enough. So, but basically that's it. So little Dennis, I think he's going to end this one. He, <laughs> ding, he hit that one quite hard, didn't he? But hopefully there was something good in there. What I really, ho- what I've got, to do, there's two things I've, I've noticed. Well, one, dreams are so powerful. But the main thing is, I, I think, when you start noticing things in your dreams that are the same, like reoccurring patterns, they're reoccurring patterns, but they'll be different. So, so like, that little child, he's always in my dreams, but he'll be in different places. What I think is, if you if you notice that, you've got to go towards that. Again, like Robert Wagner says, go towards the energy. That little child, whoever it is, if it's my inner child, it's got a lot of energy because it, it keeps popping into my dreams. So I think what I'm, what I'm realising is, <laughs> yeah, this is again the thing that's really good about dream diary, is you start to notice things that are like they call dream symbols, dream symbols I think, like things that keep happening, and then and then you can start using that as actually a reality check so what you can say is you can make your goal when you go to bed you can say if i see if i see this child i will know that i'm dreaming and i'll become lucid so you can actually turn it into a reality check and to become lucid so that's basically what i've got to do but i've I've got to overcome some sort of fear i don't know what it is there's there's a fear which i can't work out what it is so there's a fear about going into an outer body from an aware state There's also this fear, I think what's happening is I'm getting close to this inner child and I think this little child must have something really important and there's part of me that doesn't want to discover what it is and I think that is actually stopping me. So it's going to be interesting I think to see what happens over the next month or something with these little dreams but that is it. All that's left is this week's little interracial quote. He <laughs> Quote. You can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com. Ah, also, this week I did a little, added a new page to the website, which is a pretend little interview. It's in the about me section. It's a pretend little interview with little Sophie, my character. So she just interviews. It's, it's quite a fun little interview, really. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so I'll put a link in that in there. In the show notes and stuff. You can also find the video at. YouTube.com slash Sophie Lawson. But all that's left is this week's. Little inspirational quote. I love this one. It goes. It's about the inner child. And it says. We nurture our creativity. When we release our inner child. Let it run and roam free. It will take you on a brighter journey. Yeah, how beautiful is that? Yes. It's cool. And that's by Serena Hartwell. Serena Hartwell. So, this week's little inspirational quote We nurture our creativity when we release our inner child. Let it run and roam free, it will take you on a brighter journey. Serena Hartwell.